You're listening to Rabbi Arya Wolby, Director of Torch, the Torah Outreach Resource Center of Houston. This is the Jewish Inspiration Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to Parsha Power. My name is Rabbi Ari Wolby, and this is the Jewish Inspiration Podcast. This week's Torah portion is a combined Torah portion which concludes the book of Exodus. It's Vayakhel and Pekude. I want to just share five or six points about this week's Parsha for us to contemplate and to think about and hopefully internalize into our daily lives. Firstly, we see the result of the golden calf is that the Almighty Hashem, in all His mercy, forgives the Jewish people for this grave sin. And our sages tell us that no person on planet Earth is ever forsaken from repentance. There's no one who is ever to think that they cannot accomplish true repentance. You know, we all have ups, we all have downs. Human beings that are alive have ups and downs, just like our echocardiogram, our EKG will show, hopefully, that it goes up and it goes down, it goes up and it goes down. But if it's a flat line, you know what happens? That means you're dead. We, as normal human beings, have ups and downs. And sometimes our downs are are grave and they're terrible and they're sinful. But we have to know that Hashem is always waiting for the next up. Hashem is waiting there for us to repent, to make a correction. We all make mistakes and it's a great reminder. And it's a reason why, one of the reasons our sages tell us why this grave sin is listed in the Torah. Why would such an embarrassing moment of the Jewish people be prominently displayed in the Torah? You would want to hide such a thing. You would want to hide one of your big mistakes. And the reason is because beyond the mistake is the lesson of mercy and forgiveness that the Almighty gifts us with. So never ever think that you've gone too far. I There's no way for me to come back. Every single person is having their ups and downs because that's the way we are as human beings and Hashem wants that closeness. The Torah moves on from that and talks about Shabbos. The Torah tells us that we cannot perform any of the activities that were necessary for the construction or deconstruction of the tabernacle, of the temple. We cannot do that on Shabbos. And the Torah juxtaposes these two Shabbos and the building of the temple, one close to the other, and our sages teach us that it's referring to not doing any of the activities of the tabernacle construction or deconstruction on Shabbos. So we know we have 39 laws. Now, I just want to reiterate something that I've said numerous times in our classes here at the Torch Center, but may not have been repeated on any of these podcasts. People make a mistake and they say you're not allowed to work on Shabbos. I think that's a terrible mistake. You're allowed to work on Shabbos, but what you're not allowed to do is creative labor. And what's the distinction between the two? So work, most of us would assume that carrying tables and chairs from one room to another is a lot of work. Moving your couches is a lot of work. But is flicking on a light switch work? That's not work. Well, because work is the wrong definition of what is permitted or prohibited on Shabbos. What is really prohibited on Shabbos is creative labor. Moving your couches and your chairs and your tables is work, but it's not creative labor. But flicking on a light switch is. It's important for us to remember every Shabbos that what is prohibited is not work. 
What is prohibited is creative labor. Writing is creative labor. If you look at any of the 39 prohibited laws of Shabbos, you'll see that they're all creative activities. And therefore, the Torah prohibits that because on Shabbos, Hashem wants us to just be. Just be in a connection. Don't be busy. It's like a husband and a wife are trying to have a conversation, but perhaps the husband is busy on his phone closing a business deal or something. Don't don't close your business deal. All I want you to be is there. Just be there is what most women would say. So that's what Shabbos is. Shabbos is let's be there. Let's be all in without being busy creating, without being busy doing other labors of creativity. Shabbos is a time to just enjoy, have peace, have time for your family. And it's the most special gift that Hashem has ever created is the gift of Shabbos. So let's enjoy it. Then we go on in this week's Parsha and we see how Moshe instructs people to donate, to donate their gold, their copper, their silver, their fabrics to the construction of the tabernacle. It's an amazing thing that not only were there too many gifts, Moshe had to stop. He had to halt all of the donations. He didn't allow any more donations. Imagine if we had an institution, any institution in the world that says, please stop donating to us. Right? That would be a, a, a remarkable existence where people just gave so much and the idea that people saw the purity, the holiness, the connection with the Almighty, which is why there was an outpouring of donations so that each and every person wanted to be part of it. They wanted to feel this is this is my connection with the temple. This is my connection with the Almighty and everybody gave. Now to the next point is that there was one group of people that did not give right away. And those were the Nisim. The Nisim were the leaders of each tribe. There were 12 of them. And they decided they're going to wait. They were very wealthy. They said, let's wait till the cheaper stuff are donated by the regular people. And then whatever's left over, we will carry that load. The Almighty who knows the intentions behind one's heart, Hashem saw that this was an act of laziness and this was an act of perhaps not being as willing to give. And Hashem punished them in that Hashem took his letter, the letter that represents his name is the letter Yud. Hashem took his letter out of their name, the Nesim. And if you look at chapter 35, verse 27, you'll see that the word Nesim is lacking the letter Yud. And the reason is because Hashem says, no, you were lazy, you didn't carry out this with alacrity, with excitement, with energy, with love, but rather you were waiting, let's see what... Let, and I think that this lesson for us is when we have an opportunity to do a mitzvah, when an opportunity comes to us, let's jump on it. Let's not wait. Let's not say, oh, I'll take care of it later. You have an opportunity to do a mitzvah, to feel a closeness to Hashem. You don't say, I'll wait till later. You jump on the opportunity. You do the mitzvah as quickly as you can. The next point is about the gifts that Hashem gives each and every person. We see that Hashem chose specifically Betzalel and Ohliyav to be the craftsmen to put together the tabernacle, all of the utensils, because Hashem gave them a special talent. It wasn't arrogance for them to volunteer. It wasn't, they were chosen. And we have to know that every single one of us have great qualities and we all have flaws as well. But we need to always remember that these are gifts from Hashem and we are obligated to utilize them. It's not, eh, once in a while I'll volunteer. We have to be proactive in utilizing these qualities that Hashem gives us 
they're given to us as a reason. Betzalel and Oliav were great craftsmen. They were gifted as architects. They were gifted with certain talents. They should never ever say, uh, I'll just, uh, I'm, I'll be humble. I'm not going to, no. Hashem gave you the talent. You're obligated to use it. We see a couple of examples in the Talmud where there were families that were gifted with certain gifts, one that was baking bread, one that was able to sing. Uh, one, the family that baked bread, anybody who asked them for the recipe, they shared it. No problem. They gave the, they had the special talent, but they shared it with other people. They didn't hold it for themselves. There was another family that knew how to sing very well. And people would ask them to, to sing for them. And they're like, no, no, this is only for our family. And they got punished for that terribly. When you're given a special gift, you need to use it. You need to utilize it. Don't be humble with it. Don't be shy with it. You have to go and maximize the gift that Hashem gives you. When we go into the beginning of the last portion of Exodus, of Shemot, it's the portion of Pekude, we see that there's an extra caution that Moshe takes about not being suspicious. And that is because people were donating gold, silver, copper, all of these fabrics and cloths. Moshe wanted to show accountability for every single dollar, transparency on the highest level. And this is incumbent upon each and every one of us to ensure that everything that we do is cautious. We're cautious, particularly if we're dealing with the money of the public, Mom and Hegdish, like an organization, people give donations. You need to make sure that every dollar that's used in that organization, you're careful to the last penny that there's accountability, that there's caution, that it's money is not being wasted, that money is not being used for purposes that are not 100% necessary. And this is something that we see that Moshe gave an accounting to all of the people that were around him, whether it was the, the leaders of the tribes, it was the men, the women, the children, that he wanted them to know, I didn't take one single penny for myself. Every single ounce, every single milligram of gold and silver and copper and linen that were donated were used in the temple and not, nothing went to him to his own pocket. You know, the Talmud warns us that someone who is a gabayt tzedakah, someone who is the person, who the gabay, who collects the money in the synagogue and gives it to the poor people, such a person should not collect his debt in the marketplace. And if he does, someone owes him money, he shouldn't, if it's a personal debt, they should, he shouldn't put it in the same pocket that he typically puts the charity money of the community. Why? so that nobody should suspect that he's mixing his own money with the congregation's money, with the charity money. It's something which is so important for us to be cautious, to go out of our way to ensure that there is no suspicion. And we have to be proactive about this to ensure that there's clarity, that there's transparency. And Hashem should bless us all, that we should have an amazing Shabbos. We should all enjoy learning through the Torah portion, taking out the lessons that we can from it, and elevating ourselves one step at a time. My dear friends, have a great Shabbos. You've been listening to the Jewish Inspiration Podcast, a Torch production. Become a supporter at torchweb.org because your assistance enables more Torah learning around the globe. To find more lessons offered by Torch, please visit torchpodcast.com.